Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Annie Snyder. And I'm going to be honest, it has been a week. The Judiciary Committee will please come to order. A quorum being present. The committee meets today pursuant to notice to consider the committee. Committee print to comply with the reconciliation directives included in section... Since Monday, for hours and hours, the many committees in the House have been discussing and voting on their respective parts of the massive reconciliation bill. This time, I'll ask the clerk to call the roll. Courtney, present. 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 It's day four of them. Still debating this. It lasted approximately 6,000 hours, um, or at least it felt like that. They've only been discussing the green energy title for the last two days. Which, in true pandemic form, has included a lot of Zoom mishaps, by the way. Is no one talking right now? Oh no! And you don't, you didn't put headphones in? I have headphones in. A lot of the members are clearly doing other things. So like, numerous times when they've called roll call votes, you can hear people chatting in the background and on the phone with other people and, you know, funneling in and out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yesterday, finally, two crucial committees, the Energy and Commerce and Ways and Means Committees, had final votes on their portions of the package. The uh, bottom line is Republicans threw all kinds of amendments at the bill. Um, and really none of them stuck. Uh, Democrats fought off everything. The bill remained essentially unchanged from what Democrats wanted. So today we're checking in with Politico's Alex Guillen and Kelsey Tamburino on what made it through and how these provisions set up the battle in the Senate. It's Thursday, September 16th. And first up, Alex Guillen on everyone's favorite committee, Energy and Commerce. So Alex, talk us through some of the key elements in the bill that the committee was discussing. Two of the the main elements that um, I think are really important are, number one, the Clean Electricity Performance Program, or the CEPP. This is sort of the, the quasi-national CES that um, Democrats have um, come up with that uh, would potentially be able to get past um, the reconciliation rules in the Senate. The program would essentially pay utilities who increase their amounts of zero emitting fuel sources. And so the idea is to incentivize uh, the shift toward uh, climate friendly electricity sources. The other major component I'd flag is uh, fee on methane emissions from the oil and gas industry. And so both those sections survived and really all, all the energy parts of the reconciliation bill um, got through without any real changes from Republicans being made. So the package made it out of committee without any major changes. But of course, the real question is what happens in the Senate, right? So did we get any hints from this markup about what to expect on these issues in the upper chamber? Honestly, the entire agenda is largely in Joe Manchin's hands, um, with special guest appearance by Kirsten Cinema, of course. He may be able to get on board with the methane fee. I think that's possible. Um, he's been supportive of having the oil and gas industry address um, its methane emissions in the past. Um, getting him on board with the Clean Electricity Performance Program, I think that's a much dicier prospect unless uh, there's a sudden and massive improvement in carbon capture systems, which is unlikely, then fossil fuels would be really completely shut out of the program. Of course, at the same time, there's a big debate going on even within the Democratic Party about what the top line price tag for the budget bill ought to be. Is there anything in this portion of the bill that seems like it could be a target for trimming? Um, Yeah, I think there's a lot of areas they could shave things down. There's $3.5 billion for reducing air pollution at ports. That's just one of many areas where 
they could shave some some dollars down if if we're needed. I think uh, the money that's uh, in this program for um, Superfund probably could remain intact. But again, I don't know. We'll have to see. Everything might get shaved down. Entire sections might get chucked. Um, we'll just have to see where Joe Manchin wants things to end up. So that was on one side of the House. On the other side was the Ways and Means Committee, which had to discuss a lot of the tax provisions and other important parts of the bill. And for that, here's Kelsey Tamburino. Democrats have blocked every Republican amendment. They've focused on EVs, on big business, on, you know, Superfund excise taxes. So Democrats so far have held the line and have blocked every single one. So talk us through big picture here. Remind us what some of the key elements of this bill are when it comes to energy and environment issues. Yeah. So the green energy title within the Ways and Means Committee's larger package is really seen as one of the key and necessary elements of the infrastructure plan to meet the Biden administration's climate goals and to reduce, you know, emissions from the grid and the broader economy. It would have long-term extensions for the investment tax credit and the production tax credit, which are uh, seen by renewable energy advocates as something that's really crucial for the viability and the long-term future of their industries. Um, And it also includes several of the tax incentives to be linked to a direct pay option. Got it. Now, of course, the end game here involves getting the budget bill not just through the House, but through the Senate, which is where uh, we expect some harder politics to play out. Is there anything in this bill that you're going to be watching when it comes to the politics of the upper chamber? A lot, actually. Um, The blueprint that Chuck Schumer laid out earlier this year in August tasked the finance panel led by Ron Wyden to write the chamber's clean energy tax incentives. And Ron Wyden has introduced a bill earlier this year that passed his committee that would basically revamp the entire tax code by siphoning the existing tax credits, that there are like 40 of them, into a few broad technology neutral credits, so for electricity, transportation, and efficiency. So that's really different from the approach that we're seeing in the House Ways and Means Committee. Um, The Finance Committee told me that that they're still, you know, in discussion, but there's no timeline for when we will actually see uh, any sort of agreement on a package. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com backslash morning energy. If you want to support our show, the best way to do it is by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And while you're there, check out some of our other shows like the brand new Global Insider, Politico Dispatch, and Playbook Deep Dive. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Annie Snyder. Talk to you tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations. Because it's only human to help power a brighter future.